Just Go With It is a podcast hosted by two millennials who swear. And also, it's about horror films, so listener discretion is advised. We will put specific content warnings in the show notes. Boo. <laughs> I should know it. <laughs> if you did not grow up watching all of the commercials all of the you time. You guys don't understand. It would always play before Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> I've watched a lot of Anything Malcolm in the Middle. Anything that was on Cartoon Network. I almost said Cartoon oh, Network. Network. <laughs> or Nickelodeon. Those are just yes. there. Yeah, that too. I also have all of the... Um, the what I don't know if ESPN had a radio station, but my dad would listen to sports radio stations. Oh. So like... Lunch with a linebacker. Peterman on sports. <laughs> like, they're in my incredible. Head. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think that O'Reilly one is one of the ones, but no, it's the eight seven seven cash, cash now. now. That yeah. one is in my head forever. Yeah, in Florida, it pay, played constantly, like all yeah. the time. And I was like, I don't care about uh, this anymore. No, is it Allstate or State Farm that I have? State Farm is one you get stuck in your head. Yep, thank bum, you. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> you do that all the time. <laughs> That's the one. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Speaking of oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I'm cur- Speaking of being cursed. Speaking of being cursed indeed. Go. <laughs> We're talking about Juwan. <clears throat> the the first one. The grudge, uh, not how- the curse. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I was like, Juwan, the grudge, not the curse. Uh-huh, and the uh-huh. first one, well, sort of. Like, yeah. We found out after we chose this that it has Two or three? How many before it? Oh, there are two before it. Two shorts. Two shorts. Uh, four said many times. It's a phone right. number, I think. It's like if you get the phone yeah. call from four, 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 right. X number of fours. And then uh, Katasumi, I think, is the other one. It's okay. A, yeah. But those are the two shorts that come okay. before Juwan But this Crush. is the first, like, full-on movie, right? The first one that went to cinema. The yes. other two were, like, straight to TV slash okay. shorts. Okay. Whew. Okay. Well, we're talking about Juwan. Yes. <laughs> And if you haven't figured out yet, we're doing a full month of like foreign horror movies. Yeah, so, like, foreign language horror. horror. So excited. So the first one is this one. Um, I didn't have a ton of fun facts about this, but I was still excited. Because um, like I've only ever seen the American version, which is very similar to this, but this one is better, I would say. So, but uh, so it's, re- I'm going to try my best with the names as well. I'm mm. going to do my very best. Yeah. We okay. like listen to recordings we of did. names and And I know that I'm still going to try my very best. Uh, it's written and directed by Takashi uh, Shimizu. Mm-hmm. Also made, and I don't know any of the movies that uh, these like cinematographer and like I don't know how, what they've made. So I'm just saying the ones that I like grabbed a bunch, but they've all made a bunch more than this. Yeah, to be clear. Uh, so uh, it's Takashi Shimizu has also made Blue Tiger, mm-hmm. Juan Two, The Grudge, and The Grudge Two. So the American ones. Yeah. So Juan Two, and then also The Grudge and The Grudge Two, um, which I thought was interesting. Which made sense yeah. why. If you've seen the American version, it's like shot for shot in some ways where it's like, I was watching it and I was like, I remember that. I remember that. And that. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, this makes sense. Now. They literally brought him over to be like. Which is nice. Yeah. I mean, it's nice that they were like, if you're going to remake a movie, at least do it well. And like. If you're going to capitalize on someone else's cinema. Pretty much. At least bring the director with you. Exactly. I'm like, yeah. if you're going to try to make money somewhere else on this. And it, I would say, I would guess the American version was probably more successful. Because I remember when it came out and everybody went nuts for it. And I think it was only like a year after, a yeah, year or two. The turnaround for there was like I'll get to it in nerd corner, but there yeah. were a series of Japanese horror films mm-hmm. that within four years, at the very most, 
they had the American remakes. This one, I think, was two years. And that's so odd to me that they yeah. do it so fast because that also happens with, like, I feel like British shows and stuff, too. Yeah. Like, immediately, they're like, well, we got to make that for here. Yeah. And it's like, you don't. Just, you don't have to. Like, <laughs> it was also, like, a, not stagnant, but it was during the torture porn years yeah. in American cinema. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, they were a, like, a give us anything. years, I feel like. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. So, cinematography was uh, Takusho Kikamura, I think, I hope, uh, has also made Flower and Sword, Cure, After the Flowers, Walking with My Grandma, and Death Water. Walking with My Grandma could either be very heartwarming or terrifying. I know. Don't I know didn't look it, it up because I was like, well, maybe I'll look these up later and I want someone to tell me. Yeah. Um, what do you think Walking with My Grandma is about? But that's the most recent one. So I kind of just went down the list and was like, I'll start at the most recent and then kind of go down. Um, but Walking with My Grandma was the most recent one that this person has done. So interesting. Uh, and then the music was by Shiro Sato. Also did Juon, The Grudge, obviously, and then Juon 2. Okay. So I, I couldn't find a lot on the person who did the music. Mm. Um, there wasn't like a lot listed. But those were the two I was like, well, I know these ones, obviously. Yeah. I liked the music, so. It was effective. I'd be intrigued to see the second movie, since um, oh, I don't yeah. think I've ever actually seen The Grudge 2 for, like, the American version. So I wouldn't know anyway. No. So, I hadn't seen the American um, version. Like, this was my first Grudge experience. Yeah. I remember this movie scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Like, the American version yeah. was the only one I had seen. Um, so watching this, I was like, I remember all the things that scared me. Mm-hmm. And this is just getting off topic for a second. But there was, I don't remember what what number it is in the series, but one of the Grudge movies from America, like one of the ones that they made, um, there's a scene in it that I still think about, like on a daily basis that scared the shit out of me. And it wasn't even, I didn't watch the whole movie. I was like scrolling through cable at one point, clicked on it, saw this scene and then went, I don't ever want to see that. Cause it scared the Is shit Is it like the me. jaw scene where someone's no. jaws ripped off? Okay. No, I know that one, but no, okay. this was like a girl in her bed laying down and her mom was behind her rubbing her hair uh. being like, Oh, I hope you feel better. Like, it's okay. I know you're scared. And then she walks away and then like a hand is like touching her hair still but then what gets creepy about it is it's touching her hair, but then it gets kind of, like, um, clumsy. It just starts, like, hitting her, almost like there's, like, no, like, uh, you know, like, Motor limp. control. Yeah, like, it's kind of yeah. limp. And it's getting, like, closer and closer to, like, her face until oh. it's over her eyes and stuff. And that's when she turns around and she goes, who the fuck is touching my hair like this? Like, what's going on? And it's not her mom. I am upset. It scared the shit out of me. Because, like, it yeah. starts off so, like, oh, it's like my mom. And then it gets clumsy and it starts hitting her eyes. And she's like, what's going on? Ew! If anyone can tell me what that's from, if you've seen that and that sounds familiar, I've never seen it. I was clicking through on TV. Don't know what it's from, but it scared the shit out of me. I so, will find this. Top ten scariest moments. And I don't even know what movie it is. But Amazing. hated it. Um, okay. But that was the music. Uh, so here's, uh, the budget. Okay. Um, so the budget, I, th- I think this is correct. I got this from IMDb and I had to search through and find it. The budget was 3500000 which like sounds about right. Yeah. Um, and then this is, I'll let you guess how much it made like worldwide. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> $24 Um, it made three million five hundred and fifty-seven thousand eight hundred seventy-six. So I was slightly off. Yeah, just a little. <laughs> By like twenty million. Yeah, but like it's fine. Dang. Okay. Um, yeah. So it it like almost just made its money back exactly. Like it was like shit. <laughs> Wild. Yeah, that's so odd. Because this was a really big movie. Yeah. In Japan. Yeah, I was gonna say I was like this is pretty big in Japan. Like, yeah. um, I don't know, but 
it basically just made its money back Shit. almost perfectly. Okay. So well. I was expecting more. I was either expecting like a lot more or a lot less yeah. because that's usually how horror films yeah. go. It's yeah. either going to do like amazing or it's like no one knew about this. Um, but that was worldwide. That was US, Canada, and Japan, I think. Wild. So okay. I was really interested about that. I didn't realize. Huh. I don't know. Thought it'd be more. But yeah. Okay. So my few fun facts. I don't have a lot, and I'm going to try to say these names as, as best as I can. Uh, so the movie is vaguely based on the story of Oyoa and Tamiya mm-hmm. Lemon. That's what it says. Oyoa and Tamiya Lemon. Described as a tale of betrayal, murder, and ghostly revenge. The story was written in 1825 by Suruya the Fourth, uh, as a kabuki play. Mm, yeah. Written so long ago. Yeah, there's um, a lot of Japanese horrors based on, like, kabuki and no yeah. So I thought that was cool. I didn't realize, like, when they said it was based on, like, a, like a legend or something, I just, in my head, I guess I should have known it would be a long time ago. But when I read 1825, I went, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, every now and then you're like, oh, the U.S. is very, very young. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the story was called Takaido Yatsuya Kaidan. So ghost story of Yatsuya in Takaido is okay. the name of it. Yeah. Um, so I was going to look that up later. Because I was interested. I want to see how closely, like, it actually is, like, based on that. Because it says loosely. Okay. And I was like, how loosely? <laughs> like, but then when they described it, they're like, ghostly revenge. I was like, I mean, that's kind of what this is. Yeah. So, those are my fun facts. I don't have a lot. I wanted more fun facts about, like, how it was made and filmed. Because we talked about this. It looks straight up like it was filmed in the 70s. Yeah. And I wanted to find information on if that was like on purpose or if that was just I don't know like a choice I don't know or like what they had available for the yeah budget that they like had. maybe they just didn't have like a huge budget so they were like we'll use cameras I don't know but you mentioned that and I was like yeah, it did look like it was from like okay. a lot longer like way further I had like a crisis than it moment was 2002 because but. you know how like I I think we've talked about this before where it's like oh the 80s that was 20 years ago because everything goes back to 2000 because I forget that there have been decades since Mm -hmm. the year 2000 and so to me 2000 is like a dividing point I know and so to add 20 years to it is mentally taxing and emotionally damaging Uh, and so it's like oh that was 40 years ago people say 20 years and I'm like ah yes the 70s (laughs) and then they're like not even a little I'm like the 90s no babe and I'm like I'm having a crisis (laughs) Like, leave me to my rocking chair. Seriously. So when I saw this made in, like, 2002, I was like, it still somehow looks older than that. Or am I just not remembering movies That's what I was like. very well? I had that moment where I was like, am I just misremembering the film quality of the 2000s? Right. Because I was like, I don't know. If someone says, like, picture a movie from the 2000s, for some reason, the only thing I can ever picture is, like, Scooby-Doo. And I'm like, like, well, I can't base everything on (laughs) Scooby-Doo. I mean, I can, but I I shouldn't. And when when I say Scooby-Doo, I do mean the live action. Well, when was acquittals? I know what you did last summer. (laughs) You said that? I thought I had a stroke. I was like... Oh, what now? One of us is smelling toast. Don't know who it is. <laughs> uh, I know what you did last summer. I feel like that had to be like 2003, 2004, yeah. right? Maybe so, maybe 2008, actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, it may have been later. Shit. But I have no concept of time. I don't know. But like, this just looked like it was filmed way, way before what I was thinking. Yes. And so I was like, am I just not remembering what it's like to watch a movie from 2002? <laughs> um, and to sum it up, I mean... A lot of people get cursed by a house. I mean. Yeah. 
I don't know how else to. I, you'll okay. Usually I'm bad at summing things up because I just am bad at it. But this one I'm bad because I truly was a little confused. Yes. Only because it does like time jumps, and my brain can't keep and up with that. A lot of lore across the series. Yeah, yeah. Once you said there were two other ones before that, I was like, oh no. <laughs> I was like, am I missing stuff? I hope not. But that's my summary. Okay. I'd like to hear a real one. Well, uh, I pulled two because okay. they were both very short. Oh. Like actually quite pithy. Wow, kind of like mine. All yeah. right. Uh, so Rotten Tomatoes. In a Japanese house, a vengeful spirit goes after one person after another, each suffering a horrible death. Oh, they basically said mine. Yep. Uh, and then IMDb, one of the, like, mm-hmm. one of the many summaries. A mysterious and vengeful spirit. 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 It's like a spherical spirit. spirit. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of blorbing like, around. Woo! It's like that bee in the memes, like, buzzing on my way to ruin your day. <laughs> it is. Buzzing on my way to curse you to death. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. That noise still creeps me out. Yeah. Uh, to me, it sounds like when you do it yourself, mm-hmm. It can be soothing because it sounds like a really fast drum roll. Can I do that? Yeah. Uh, You're welcome, everybody. Uh, It's a really, really fast drum roll. It's really spooky. Yeah. It feels weird. Yeah. So IMDb did not have a spirit. I'm sorry. No spirit. Um, A mysterious and vengeful spirit marks and pursues anybody who dares enter the house in which it resides. Wow. Yeah. I this is the only time I've ever nailed it, and I just said it's because I didn't know what was Absolutely happening. Nailed it! <laughs> Damn it! Yeah. It should have just been like, no, that's just what it is. Yeah. So it's like it would be reductionist it. to like Damn summarize it. it any further. <laughs> I never said the word reductionist in my life. <laughs> I uh, I'm excited to hear about Nerd Corner because I just don't know. Well, you you kind of mentioned it because I was like, I'm not going to talk about what you're talking about, right? But I just have no idea. <laughs> and I was so confused by this movie. Not because it wasn't like, like, obviously, we know it's it's pithy. The summary and everything. But I just didn't understand the time jumps. So I'm excited to hear, one, Nerd Corner, just because I'm excited. But two, also, because I'm like, maybe it'll clarify things. Yeah. I feel like we're having a real... Um, black christmas moment here i was here. about to say black christmas yeah <laughs> yeah we're like i don't think i dislike this movie because i had a good time while watching it but my confusion took over me wanting to like enjoy it yeah because i was like so focused on being like what is happening so i had a lot of notes while i was watching i was like I, yeah this is the same thing that she said on the voicemail so is this a time jump when does this happen in the timeline i know wait isn't me was a tiny baby and now she's a teenager i was trying so hard yeah. to just pay attention and take notes for, like, the parts that I really liked and, like, the things I liked about it. But then I would get so confused about the time jumps that I would forget to take my notes and be like, oh, fuck. Like, yep. <laughs> I was like, I don't know where I am. But I don't think it's the movie's fault. I think it was just me getting confused. It's also very intentionally Which confusing. is the point, yeah. yeah. I think if I watched it again with the knowledge that there are time jumps, I'd be like, okay, okay, okay. So I'm excited okay. to hear North Corner. Okay. I'm ready. So, watching this movie, I was not sure what I wanted to cover because I knew (laughs) that the cultural context of the film would have nuances that I am not aware of and would take more than, like, a few minutes researching to be like, tell me about the cultural context of Japan in the 2000s. I got it, I think. It's not something I can summarize or, like, learn in a quick time period. It's just Just a little giggle. (laughs) Just for funsies. 
Uh, so then I figured, like, what better place to start than a very brief tour through the ages in Japanese horror cinema mm-hmm. to look at a few conventions and themes in Japanese yeah. horror. This is not a comprehensive summary. People have written literally books about, like, <laughs> Japanese horror cinema. Right. Like, just that. But we're going to do a brief tour. Yeah. J-horror really took off in the 60s. So they started off strong in 54, mm-hmm. 1954, with Godzilla, but really kicked into high yeah. gear in 64 with Onibaba. That is generally considered to be the first J-horror film. And we've previously discussed, albeit briefly, Mm -hmm. how kaiju films arose in, like, the post-nuclear bomb years. Where they were like, oh, shit, what have we awoken or created? Like, what have you wrought type stuff? But there are also other ways that wartime horrors influenced media. So kaiju was one of those things, but then... In 64, we had Onibaba. Mm-hmm. So Onibaba focused on a woman and her mother-in-law trying to survive a civil war. Oh. And while it definitely had elements drawn from kabuki and no theater, there mm-hmm. were also links to World War II. And notably, an unmasking scene in the film revealed special effect makeup meant to mimic or recall photos of atomic bomb victims. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, the like person that designed the makeup would, looked at photos of victims of the atomic bomb to get like the... Yeah. Melting trauma. Rough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so after Onibaba, which was like the first right. recognized J-horror film, there was Kwai Don in 1965. Mm-hmm. And that is a horror anthology composed of four distinct stories. And these stories, this was very strange to read, mm-hmm. uh, were actually based on a written work by an Irishman. Whoa. Lafcadio Hearn. 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 I don't know how... I- Irish. <laughs> uh, it's H-E-A-R-N. And I feel like that has to be... H-E-A-R-N? Yeah. Hairn? That's it, my guess. It felt too easy. I felt like right? there had to be like a role to I know. It. I'm like, there's... Ah, come on. I, I said the Cardio like I was right. It's going to be like Leish. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm like, I don't know, guys. I'm trying. I truly cannot. Hairn seems too easy. How do you say the name? I don't believe it. A-O-I-F-E. Say it. A-O-I-F-E. A-O-I-F-E. I-F-E. Alfie? Okay. A-O-I. And, uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> you said it. Is that <laughs> it? No. Am I that wrong? No, it's a character in a book I'm reading, and I have uh, no Alf, idea how to pronounce Alfie is I would have said, like, Alf. 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 But then, you know, their, their vowels and consonants are all higgledy-piggledy, right. so I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's true. <laughs> I... I cannot even begin to think. Because you said that. I was like, say it again. One more time. What is it now? It's uh, four vowels and one consonant. So. Yeah, movie. Because <laughs> I want to be like, Alf. But then I'm my like, brain... they say things like, I, know. I don't My think... brain is like, you got to say that E. And I'm like, yeah. Alfie. Because <laughs> like, Saipan is actually Siobhan. So. <laughs> and like, I can't be trusted is like, what I'm saying. Like, whenever people, I had a friend whose name was. Neve. Roisin. Oh, Roisin. And... Roisin. Yes. And, like, we worked at a camp, and everyone would say, Roycen! And she'd be like, not even a little close. She'd be like, it's Roisin. And I was like, all right. And so I always remembered that. And I was like, so I don't know anything. Is no. what I, I learned from this. Yeah. Is that I was like, got it. What? Anytime there's an Irish name, I was like, I will wait for someone to say this. Yes. Yeah. It's me with Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> What's, like, What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? You're like, yeah, uh-huh. Character's name. Like, Here you go. Like, yes! The meanest thing that I did on accident. Please say Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> I'm begging you. Please say her. Please. Man, I got, I'm still wondering if Lafcadio is very wrong. <laughs> I don't even want to look at it because I'll have a crisis. <laughs> Oy. Anyway, <coughs> yeah. Irish man, Got fluent it. in Japanese, spent years living in Japan, collecting folklore and stories. In 1904, he published quite on stories and studies of strange things. Yeah. 
So that was a 1904 like book. Okay. And the film anthology did was based off that. The film anthology, like 60 years later, did really fucking well. Snagged an award at the 1965 Cannes Film Festival. Yes. And really brought the director to prominence in Japan and elsewhere, like national nice. stage. Uh, he relied less on jump scares like other horror directors of the time were wont to do, mm-hmm. and instead focused on building dread. Oh. He was very much in the camp of nothing is scarier, and maybe he was the camp counselor of that camp. Uh, How dare you say that on my last day (laughs) of being in a camp? I was like, this might uh, be very upsetting for (laughs) Nikki. (laughs) Dare you. Right? On a side note, though, I saw a still from Quaidon, and it Uh looks gorgeous. Really? Like, it's this beautiful, like, lakeside scene, but the colors are, like, white and red. And, like, oh. the sky is, like, it's gorgeous. I want to see this. I'm so, intrigued now. I will be watching it at some point. Yeah. It's from 65. Right. But it's, like, four horror shorts in, like, oh, an anthology. Yeah. watch that. We absolutely should. Yeah, that sounds uh, great. And so that was based on a folklore book mm-hmm. by Hearn, who Hearn. collected those stories yeah. while, like, living in Japan. Oh, collecting that's interesting. Them from Japanese folks. Yeah. Uh, so the late 60s into the 80s was um, a very campy period of J-horror. <laughs> we love camp. <laughs> yeah. One of the articles I read says that there was one good classic in this time oh, period. No. Everyone was like, well, we hated it. Yeah. So. <laughs> they were like, it was a lot of fucking slashers and it was gross. Uh, but yeah. they said there was one good film called Haosu. Okay. And uh, every nation's horror genre has those years. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we all go through it. The U.S. had the torture porn years, and that would have been a low point, so... I just never got into those, and I... And it's not saying that, like, you can't like them. I get why they're effective. Yeah. It's just, like, they don't work on me. As in, not that, like, I'm not scared. It's just, like, I can't watch it. It's not my vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also want to note that Jay Harbor, as a term, was coined in the 90s by a British film distributor. It oh. was not, like, self-selected from the beginning. Interesting. Yeah. So okay. if we say, like, Jay Harbor, just know that that was something that, like, a British film distributor in the 90s was like, we're going to try to market these, like, foreign yep. flicks. And they were like, Jay Harbor. And, like, that's a common term now to say, like, right. Jay Harbor for, like, Korean horror right. and, like, Jay Harbor. But it's not something they were like, this is how we're known. It was like, someone else yeah. said this and, okay. Yeah. Interesting. So the late 90s is when Japanese horror really became, like, broadly recognized on an international level. Yeah. To the degree the U.S. film studios were like, oh, we could do a version of that. Oh, so in 98, Ringu graced the silver screen, followed by Ju on the Grudge and Dark Water in 2002. Okay. The U.S. remakes were released in 2002, 2004, and 2005, respectively. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. I... Uh, Rinku is one of the ones I've always wanted to see. I've only seen the American remake. Me too. I've only ever seen that one. And I watched that as a kid. That was one of the first horror movies I remember watching and being like absolutely yeah. terrified by, followed by like this one. Yeah. So I'm just so intrigued to see what the Japanese version would be because I've heard oh, yeah. that it's way scarier. I've heard it's so much better. I mean, I even found this one to be scarier, to yeah. be honest. So I, I don't know. That's just interesting that they were like right away. They were like, quick, we need our own. Oh, yeah. So, like, from Ringo to The Ring, that was four years. Jeez. And then from Juan to The Grudge, that was two years. That's it. Yeah. And think about how long it takes to make the movie. So, like, when were they starting? Like, that's got to be... Wow. Very quick turnaround. Yeah. Like, at longest, it took four years. So, uh, very speedily capitalizing yep. on the nation's art. Uh, I now want to look at some of the characteristics and themes of J-Horror in yeah. the late 90s to early aughts. Okay. So, aside from the presence of a spooky pale woman with long, dark, stringy hair... <laughs> which actually can be traced back to Japanese folklore. Uh, one of the yeah. things I read was that it's kind of like a Medusa-type tale. Uh, yeah, I think so. I only know, like, that vague comparison. I was going to say, I'm like, like, I also only know it vaguely, yeah. but I just know that that is 
like a thing in folklore. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not just like, oh, this is spooky. Let's roll with it. That's actually connected to like right. Yeah. yeah. There are also broader cultural anxieties of the time, like peeking through. Oh, cool. So we have the classic haunted houses. Yep. But here it's not really about the location at the core. It's about the family inside. Yeah. So with the start of Juan, we have the classic breakup of the familial unity via familicide. Mm-hmm. The father suspects that the mother is unfaithful. He kills her. His son. His son's cat. And then he is killed by his late late wife's ghost. Good on her. Uh, Hell yeah, girl. Yeah. Girl power, that's what I call it. We love it. Uh, and then from that point, we see the rending of families from this grudge curse. That's what Juan means, is grudge right. curse. So every unlucky family to live in that house has died or disappeared. Yeah. We see one small unit splinter and succumb, but we also see everyone that family comes into contact with. Which is terrifying. Sister, like, the welfare volunteer wasn't right? getting paid. I like um, that they really drive home that she's a volunteer. She's like, yeah. but I'm a volunteer. And they're like, yeah. okay. <laughs> I was like, no. No, I have notes about that. I was like, babe, you're not even getting paid. Get the fuck out. I know. I'd be like, I'm out. See ya. So the sister, the welfare volunteer, the police officer, the guard in the sister's building, the former cop's daughter, the daughter's friends. So much. Even with this wide-ranging curse, it's not a story of community. Mm -mm. It's a contagion spreading and fostering isolation. So one article I read called that social fragmentation. Oh. And good old Wikipedia has a definition for that phrase. That's such a good term. Yeah. So in urban sociology, fragmentation refers to the absence or underdevelopment of connections between a society and the groupings of certain of its members. These connections may concern culture, nationality, race, language, occupation, religion, income level, or other common interests. So... When we talk about, like, social fragmentation and social isolation, we often see that in, like, remote settings. Yeah. So a science base in Antarctica or a cabin in the woods. Mm -hmm. But how does it feel different when you're alone in a crowd, when you're geographically enmeshed in society, but it feels like an island? This cursed home in Tokyo is in a Tokyo suburb. (laughs) Right. It's not, like, on the outskirts of town. You can literally see everything around it, too, when you go to it. Yeah. They're not quite ships passing in the night, more like ships passing in a moderately dense fog. They see each other, but only vaguely. There isn't, like, a deep understanding. But, (laughs) (laughs) like, the bulk of the intersecting storylines have a point of connection, but aren't densely interwoven. Yeah. So, like, people aren't their own separate islands geographically, but emotionally, they just have, like, brief touch points with each other. Interesting. Yeah. So, the article goes on to assert that beyond just the core plot, the nonlinear timeline also reflects this fragmentation and anxiety underlining it. Right. So we jump from character to character, but also year to year. Rika's main plot takes place in separate chunks of time from Izumi's. So some of the most emotionally connected characters are connected across time. The father and daughter, who arguably get flashes of each other's timelines. That one's the wildest one to me. And in the frame, they're close visually. You can see him and her Mm -hmm. time. But they are separated by years and also death. Yeah. Uh, So it's not just about, like, social connections like characters have multiple supporting figures in their life but when they die they die alone they face the horror alone so there's also this video essay i watched that pointed out the amount of negative space framing the humans in many of the Mm -hmm. shots yeah it's not just isolation it's also loneliness so this author ties it not to like a broader cultural anxiety around becoming increasingly isolated but like this omnipresent dread around the inevitability of the curse and more broadly death They also trace back all of this isolation and dread back to a single point in time. Yeah. Like, everything became this domino effect or, like, ripples. So the father murdered his family. And then there's just this rippling of pain, showing the long-lasting impacts of violence across time and space. Yeah. It didn't just destroy the immediate family. Years later, it's spreading out miles. like everything, yeah. 
And there's this striking sense of isolation felt by each individual because the way their stories are told separately, how the camera angles make them small in the scene, how they die alone. And then there's this simultaneous echoing of trauma through the years. Like when we get the Ugh. each separate chunk of the story, it just has their name. It yeah, doesn't it's like give like, you a year. So everyone is just becomes this island of a story and, um, you know, much to think about. <laughs> As Billy Ray Cyrus once said in a tweet. Much to think about. I uh, was sending a Marco poll to my sister, and I could only remember the meme. I could not remember his name. And so I said, he's the much to think about achy breaky heart guy. I knew you were going to say achy breaky heart. <laughs> he really is. Much to think about. <laughs> so Dear God. that's just kind of where I spiraled, you know? Yeah. Like, that's, I don't have, like, deep connections to cultural anxiety or, like, yeah. anything, because I am not familiar with that culture, yeah. and I don't want to, like, make sweeping generalizations. But, like, looking at the way that there are different types of isolation, like, geographically, but emotionally, and then also, like, within an an enmeshed society, but you're not actually tied to each other close enough to protect you. And then, like, at the end, you see that maybe the entire suburb, maybe all of Tokyo, succumbed to it. I know. Yeah. And so I just, like, there's so much to talk about. At the end, it's very much like you don't see people. You really just see, like, this empty... That's so interesting. Yeah, I have a trope for that later. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, so that's I love society. It. Oh, that's so good. I never, it's like, it's one of those things that, like, obviously, now that you've said it, I'm like, duh. I never even, like, thought about it. But now that I'm looking back at all the scenes, I'm like, oh, yeah, they were, like, super alone. Like, I think the one that stands out to me the most is the daughter and the dad because it's like they are together in this place, but they are years and years apart, like you said. So it's like, even though these people are together, they're just not. Like, they're not actually. Like, they're still being – they're still alone and they're still yeah. scared alone. And even though the, like, the, the girl is with her friends, like, they are kind of breaking off and, like, leaving her to do their yeah. own thing. And she is left alone. Like, yeah. every person that gets cursed or dies seems to do it alone. And it's so scary. Yeah. And, yeah, you see you see them picked off kind of one by one because it's, like, it starts with, like – the mom and the dad, and then the son, and then this, and then it keeps going. It's like each person, first of all, upstairs is cursed. You just don't go upstairs. Don't go upstairs. Like, it's like no one it's knows the It's the worst rules. part. Like, yeah. And it's like the cop goes, I'm like, did you not see the other people die? Obviously you didn't, but did you not? But did you not, Did though? you not? Like, come on. <laughs> but, like, each person, like, they, there were so many times where I was like, the motivation of this character makes absolute sense to me and, like, good on them. Because right. it's like, yeah, throw down those photos and run away. Yes, throw the phone in the hallway yes. and go hide under your covers. Like, I was yeah. like, they made all the right choices. They absolutely did. But it's like, what can you do? What can you fucking do? That's And that's why when they show, like, the uh, the empty, like, streets at the end, it just makes sense. Because it's like, is it empty just because, you know, not a busy time? Or is it empty because this curse has officially taken, like, every single person who even, like, got near this house? Yeah. Oh, that's so spooky and good. I knew this would I knew this would happen. You were gonna talk about it, and I was gonna be like, "No, it's good. Yeah. It's a good movie." Like sometimes I just need someone to remind me that I like things. Like it's you know, it's so just, validating. I just need it. Yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, it's good. And because like I said, when I watched it, I, did, I wasn't upset. It's not like with like Fourth Kind or I'm trying to think of another one that made me mad, but it's not like Mom another one. Prophecies. Yeah. It, it's not. It wasn't boring like Mothman prophecies. It wasn't completely ridiculous and pointless like fourth kind, inconsistent <laughs> like the fourth kind. It had all the things I like. I think that I just got so confused by the time jumps that I I wasn't able to appreciate the things I like. Yeah, because I was so busy being like try to understand Nikki. Yeah, 
So once you get that, you're like, now I can focus. Uh-huh. So this is another one that I would like to watch again and be like, okay. okay. Oh, for sure. But not as bad as, um, not that it was bad, but like when we watched Drag Me to Hell, mm. that one, I think we just watched at a time where I was so out of it that I didn't get to appreciate it for what it was. Whereas this one, I was fine. I just needed it explained a little. That's all. Interesting. COVID Way to go, brain fog, So fucking real. I know. I, when you said that that was a symptom, I had completely forgotten yeah. the fog. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's why I've been fucking around and being so weird lately. Every single person that Oof. I know that has had COVID, they said the brain fog is just brutal. Didn't even notice it yeah. until I realized the things I was doing. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I did do something very strange. Today, didn't I? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, I guess I did. Like, <laughs> it's weird. Um, but I'm good now. Yay. Woo. So interesting. Now I'm excited to talk about my notes and look at them and be like, I like that now more. <laughs> I'm so excited to hear your notes. I, I hope they're good. Um, again, I was trying to keep up with, and we've talked about this. This is nothing to do, like this is not a, a dig at anything. I'm just dyslexic. So whenever we do movies with subtitles, I just have to focus extra hard. Yeah. So I get worried that sometimes my notes won't be like as good as I want them to be because I have to really like pause it and yeah. like, say it, start again, pause it. And sometimes that can mess with how you like, interpret a movie how you engage with it yeah like if you have yeah. to keep stopping it makes you, you feel like a chore natural like, okay, flow yeah, of yeah. Attention, yeah so I try not to pause it but then I'm like am I missing stuff like yeah <laughs> so hopefully these notes are okay we're, we're gonna find out together man having like Ugh. subtitled movies is like my dream and your nightmare because like yeah. for me I read yeah. so much better than well, I listen and it's hard because it's not a movie where like I can hear it as well yeah so like at least if I'm taking my notes I can understand what they're saying so I can listen and be like I'm catching the vibe but with this I only can read so I'm like oh no (laughs) so yeah I'm like your dream my nightmare but also I love watching movies with subtitles now but usually I can also hear it so I'm like if I look away it's fine so not a dig at all just like a it just Having takes it a little extra. makes it hard. Just a little bit. But I'm getting... I wrote... My first note was I'm really excited for this. Yay. So... And I was. So... <laughs> Take um, that. Me? <laughs> idiot. You. <laughs> fool. I, I you bitch. I hate her. <laughs> <laughs> my other note was... I remember the American remake scared me and I, I heard this was scarier. And I think that that's still true. So... Um, I feel like that's common though. I feel like every time there's an American remake, the first thing you're going to hear from someone is like, oh, well, if you thought that was scary, you should see the original. And they're usually right. I feel like. So whenever people say that, I'm never like, okay. I'm usually like, yeah. (laughs) Do you want to hear what I heard about this movie as a child? No. What'd you hear? So no, I don't want to hear it. Uh, I don't. Oh, I'm kidding. Say <laughs> it's not that interesting. Yeah. No. no, I remember being in elementary school and someone told me it was called the grudge because the noise they make is like grudge. And I was like, Stop. and as a child, I was like, that's weird. It's probably about a grudge. Like someone's probably just fucking mad. And look at you. You were just correct. Yeah. And this person was like, I'm just making shit up. Yeah. So if you're out there and you're listening to this, don't fucking lie to us. We'll find out. Can't get me in first grade. <laughs> Can't get Kate. She knows. Because she knows what the grudge means. Oh my god, I thought I deleted all my notes for a second. And I was like, are you kidding? I just, I just messed up. It was just a little ha-ha. <laughs> it was just a ha-ha. I don't know why I said that that day. That was so weird. We were doing a puzzle and I made a joke and I went, it's just a ha-ha. And ever since then, that has lived in my brain. Yeah. And I've used it. Me too. And everyone else is like, that doesn't make sense. And I'm like, you weren't there. I'm like, you don't get Grammy. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. 
<laughs> Tune into the Patreon to hear Tune about Tune into the Patreon to hear what Grammy is. Um, so, yeah, I heard that this was scarier. And even though, we talked about this already, even though some of it is shot for shot, like, I shot know, shot you haven't seen it, right? No, I have not. You have <laughs> I have not seen it, but I have that. I've told you about the Archer thing. Yes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but like some parts are not all of it, obviously, but like the elevator, mm-hmm. that's like, yeah, completely. It's so iconic. How could they not? Yeah. Uh, the, the sheet, like when she's under the sheet again, it's a different angle, but oh. it's the same exact like huh. thing where it's like coming from. Yeah. You see it from her point of view in the American one okay. whereas in this one you see it like from kind of far Slightly away over her shoulder yeah. I think yeah I thought that was more effective I thought that was cool as hell um, I had no complaints with the camera angles <laughs> no I thought they were really cool and I I mean I don't have complaints for the American one it's just seeing this one I was like I understand obviously where that scene comes from now but I just I thought this one was uh, I don't know more unique I guess yeah it felt less cookie cutter horror movie Whereas, like, these very fast remakes kind of feel like that. Yeah. Where it's like, let's take this interesting film that has, like, its own kind of unique look. And then they're like, and let's make it our cookie-cutter horror yeah. movies that we kind of all have. Let's add our, like, stylish flair. Yeah, that we add yeah. Like, like, when they're going through the house, um, when we first meet, is it Riku? Rika. Rika. Sorry. When we meet Rika. Okay. Let me explain why I'm saying Riku. Ringu? No. Kingdom Hearts, there's a character. No. I think. And in my head, I keep being like, Riku? And I'm like, fucking nerd. <laughs> no, Rika. When we first meet Rika and she's in the house and she's going through um, with the, the, is it grandmother? Yeah. Yeah, when she's meeting the grandmother and kind of having to go through that. That is also like the very first scene in yeah. the American one. So that is like, when I watched it, I was like, okay, same plot, same thing here. But when Rika is going through... You're not getting a lot of cuts. Mm-mm. Like, the camera really just follows her, and it... I don't know if it's actually one shot, but it feels like it. Yeah. So it gives you a sense of the house as she would see it, mm-hmm. as opposed to in the American one, and I could be wrong because I haven't seen it in a long time, it feels like there's just a lot of cuts of, like, to her face, and now what uh... she's seeing, and then back to her face, and then this, and... When I feel like when that happens, I feel like I get disoriented, but not in a purposeful way. Yeah. You know, yeah. like... I feel like I just don't understand the layout of the house at that point. Yeah. I have, so. I feel like I have a very grounded understanding of how this house is laid yeah. out because of the way that the shots move across the screen uh-huh. and it builds dread, but it also provides context for what you do and do not That's see. That's exactly what I wrote. I wrote Ugh. that like, I'm, I'm understanding how the house is laid out, but also all the camera shots uh, are very slow. And, yeah. like, really purposeful. So it scares the shit out of me. Because I'm also like, I don't want to look at this anymore. But you're not pulling away from it. So I can't look away. And I think that's so interesting. We've talked about it before. When people yeah. do things slow, I think it's really cool. Um, and I think it's a fine line. Because it's like, you could you could toe into the territory of, like, this is boring now. I don't want to look at this. So you have to get it right. And they do, I feel yeah. like, in this. So to I me, thought this, it was good. Uh, it's, like, my happy point of, like, slowness. Yes. And Mandy is beyond where I'm just like, I'm so bored. Yes. I was like, and I was watching this thinking, I was like, is Kate going to like this? Because I knew it was slow and I knew that it was also like, you know, a lot going on, but still kind of slow. But with the camera angles and stuff, I was like, I think she's going to like it. Oh, yeah. So, no, I think it, like, everything felt justified in the yeah. way they did it. And I love it. I feel it. like that's our fucking slogan at this point is like, it just has to be justified. Yes. <laughs> and, and it was. I thought yeah. it was really cool. My favorite shot, or one of my favorite shots, is when she, Rika's first in the house, yeah. getting to, 
helping like the grandmother and there's that shot of she goes into the door and then it pans over really slow and then in the door that would be right next to that when you see the grandmother sitting and rika has now passed through it but you can't see her obviously because they've gone on the outside and she's on the inside so it gives this sense of like i see where the grandmother is sitting now i you know know that rika is inside and now i know that these doors connect so like they just did like four things and all it was was a quick panning shot. Yeah. So I understand how the house is laid out. I understand where the two characters are in like relation to each other and I know what they're doing. Yes. I just think that's great. Yeah. So <laughs> it was like my favorite thing to watch because it was so slow. It was really neat and it, I don't know, just helped me understand how the house is laid out, which yeah. I think for this one is important because the house feels like its own character. Yeah. Which is neat. So... Yeah, I don't know. That was just so interesting yeah. to me. So. I also just realized I call her the grandmother. There are no grandchildren. She's, there are no grandchildren. She's the elderly she's, mother. Yeah, but I'm she like grandmother. <laughs> I realized I, I did true. that <laughs> in my head. I picture this creepy dead child as like, ah, oh, yes, her grandchild. Yeah, Toshio, <laughs> the one that died years Toshio, ago. That's my grandchild. <laughs> and I see him, and I'm like. That's everyone's grandkid. He's everyone's grandchild. Are we not all grandmothers the, in our heart? The people's grandchild. <laughs> our grandchild. Our grand- it's the it's the fuck's what do you mean our grandchild. grandchild. <laughs> That's him. Um, I can prove it. That the guy in the nursing home who plays peekaboo, his grandchild. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, in my head, that's that's that. But no, yeah, yeah. Um, the elderly mother. Yes. Uh, so I just thought that was great. It helps establish like we just said, the setting and everything. Um, And we've talked about this before with another film. Do you remember, oh gosh, what was the name of that movie? It's the one we did with Robbie. Oh, The Wailing. The Wailing. So The Wailing, I feel like, also did this really well. We talked about it. Um, It, like, did really a great job of, like, uh, set pieces. Mm. And also, surprisingly, The Conjuring. Yes. Uh, the, The... Annabelle creation or whatever. Yeah. Hate that movie, but it also did dressing. such a good job at set dressing, mm-hmm. and I think this one did too. Because, um, like, the little pieces of, like, trash and this and that, like, around the, not grandmother, elderly mother, the people's grandchild. Um, <laughs> all the stuff that's around her is so great at being like, ah, oh, okay. Like, we, and, like, later on, we get a sense of her kind of throwing things to get attention. And, of course, we don't know. I don't think if it's her or, like, a spirit. I can't remember if they kind of say or... I feel like based on the speed of the pitter-patters, it's probably Toshio. Right. Because it's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, she's them. So it's not her, but I think we're, you know, you're supposed to get that false sense of, like, oh, it is her. She throws things, but then you're like, no, it's the child. But either way, you know that somebody is throwing something within this house and making a mess, and they show it so well. Even when Rika is there, and Rika doesn't know. So, of course, I guess they do a good job of making something that is paranormal look like just a normal mess that, like, this poor woman has made. So no one thinks about it. And it just looks good. I don't know. It's just like they showed shots of it, and I was like, yeah, it's a messy house. I could believe that, like, that woman made that mess on accident or, like, just from being neglected. Or being confused or upset, like... And but when Rika goes upstairs, I was like, I don't really think that woman does stairs. Like it's probably right. gonna be real clean upstairs, but then it's messy. And I was like, Oh, maybe there's a child in the house. Yep. Maybe there's a living child, dead child dead in the house. Child. <laughs> and it's 
it's so good because like you're right she doesn't do stairs it doesn't seem like she tell us that no but you can make an assumption based on how she acts and how she moves around like again i think that shot with the panning from the door to the door is so good because it's so slow and look how long it took for her to get to that seat that she's sitting in she's not going upstairs no but it took so long for her to get to that one place and they're showing how like long it took I think we're supposed to assume she probably stays down here. That's um, why they set up that room for her. Yes. So then we know, obviously, if there's a mess upstairs, like, it's got to be something. And yeah. I think that's so good. I never really put together the stairs thing, but that's interesting. Well, I had, like, um, elderly grandmothers. <laughs> oh, really? And so it's like, okay, well, you know. You can make the assumption. You, and <laughs> Yeah, you move everything that they have downstairs. Right. Like, you put them on one floor. Like, yeah. you minimize stairs. Like, you just make things safer and easier that right. way. Um, but yeah, I was like, I don't think she's doing stairs. Right. <laughs> so it's like, it's almost like this inconsistency becomes the consistent. I don't know. Does that make sense? So it's like, the mess is the consistent thing that we're looking at, but it's inconsistent of where it is. Yes. So it's really cool. So it's like this thing that I've become comfortable with and I understand is hers yeah. is no longer hers when they're upstairs. It's not and in it's, her domain. Yeah. It, that's not her territory anymore, okay? Like, which All of a sudden. This. <laughs> I was like, that's not her place. She can't go up there. She can't make a mess there. She doesn't even go here. She doesn't even, the child's upstairs going like, she can't come up here. <laughs> I like to picture him as just a little shit who that's sits like, on the top step and is like, <laughs> can't get me old girl wagging his finger through the bars <laughs> <laughs> and she's like I'll kill you <laughs> that's why there's so much trash she's yeah. throwing things yeah. at this child like, Fucking don't and you. he's just like, <laughs> like he's like ha too fast <laughs> I've really invented a rivalry yeah. here that I think is very good yeah. <laughs> I gotta move on I've talked about one camera angle and I'm like isn't it good <laughs> My next note was really love the panning shot. I'm like, we can't talk about it anymore. Nikki. <laughs> you need to take it away. Um, I will say one thing that they do in this one that I don't remember them doing in the American remake. I'm sorry that this has com- become a comparison, but I've just seen them both. So get over it. Um, <laughs> I don't remember them doing this as the immediate reaction to the house. Um, I don't know if you remember this from Rika's reaction. Uh-huh. Do you remember when she walks up to the house and immediately she like shivers and makes yeah. like a face? She's like, oh, something's not good in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what? what I don't are you, think what are you that sensing, that's babe? quite, I don't think that that's quite as obvious yeah. in the American one. In the American one, it's more just like, this house looks spooky. And they do that classic like pan in on their face and they're like, ooh. Um, whereas in this one, she has like a full on like physical reaction yeah. to being near it. She's like, ugh. <laughs> I kind of liked it. It's, I don't, not cheesy is not the word I'm looking for. It's just very obvious. Yeah. And I feel like in some horror movies, you can be like, okay, relax. But for some reason in this one, I was like. It feels very classic. Yeah. It felt very like, well, so did the fucking camera. We didn't know. <laughs> I was like, when was this shot? <laughs> Maybe this movie was made in the 70s and everyone's lying to us. Right. But it did, like We sat on this for 30 years to let it like simmer. <laughs> Aged like fine wine. Except to steep. Um. <laughs> But I thought it was cool. Like you said, it felt classic. It felt like, ooh, classic horror film. Yeah. and But not overdone. And I liked that. Her reaction was great. I thought the acting was great for everybody. There wasn't anybody that I was like, not only their performance. I thought they were great. Um, I said, I'm not sure what it is, but this movie has a 1970s vibe. Yeah. It's just the way the can. It's the colors, too. It's yeah. that weird. They're, like, the p- colors feel bright, but somehow they feel grainy. 
Yeah. So I was like, this is so odd. I think a lot of the, like, it felt 70s to me in a lot of ways because of the drastic camera angles uh-huh. and the way the shots were composed. So, like, it was up and at a diagonal. Yeah. Or it was, like, down and then at a diagonal. Mm-hmm. It was, like, capturing a wide range of the, like, set and a lot of people and it was also like it's not like straight on it's not like above looking down it's like yeah above and at an angle and that was just like very striking to me yeah that like deadpan cinematography i feel like has a time and a place and i can't think of when it was like most popular but 70s and like i think like late 60s is 100 percent those like wild angles i mean think of it like suspiria i mean what i haven't seen it so don't picture Suspiria because don't do you've it. Never seen it because you can't. You're not allowed. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you wanted this to start with Suspiria, <laughs> and I was like, you can't. I thank um, you for that. <laughs> now I think we can handle it. <laughs> A year later, maybe I'm ready. You're allowed, I guess. The right of Pat. It's fine. <laughs> um, but no, Suspiria is like that. It's very much like crazy angles, being able to see like so many people at yeah. once, and yet they still feel far apart, even because yeah. because they're showing just a huge amount of space. Um, but also like intense close-ups. So it's a, uh, you know, I don't know. I just had a 70s vibe. Mm-hmm. If anyone knows more about it and like what they used to film, let me know. I thought yeah. it was really cool. Um, I, there's a part where someone just passes out from fear and I was like, I get it. Yeah. You ever just be like, oh. <laughs> just go. And you're like, I'm done. I, I would like to opt out of consciousness. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what I used to do when I was in high school and I was always just like angry. I would just take a nap. I get it. Amazing. Sometimes when you're really mad, you have to be like, I can solve this by not thinking anymore. Mm. And I get it. Rika yeah. did it, and we should all maybe do it. We should all be like Rika. <laughs> we should all take a take a page out of Rika's book. Uh-huh. Take a little nappy nap when you get sad. Have some cat um, nightmares. <laughs> um, I said I like how long the scenes are. So that was a really, I don't know why that felt so stupid, because it sounded like I wasn't going to elaborate. I was like, I like how long the scenes are. Next. <laughs> <laughs> No, I liked how long the scenes are because we already talked about it. It's nice and slow, but it also felt like it was happening in real time Yeah, for a few scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember which time this was supposed to be in which character because, again, time jumps confused me. Um, but the part where he's like the, the, the mom is laying on the bed and she like can't like she's like out of it. She's like yeah. really out of it. And the husband is like, what the fuck's happening? Yeah. Um, that felt like real time. He's like kind of walking around the room and the whole time I was like, call the police. Call the, what are you doing? And then he's like, I must turn my back on my wife as I call the police. I was like, why are you turning your back? Like she, there's no privacy to be had here. And it was like so long. I was like, look at her, please turn around. And it wasn't like, and like it didn't pan away from him. It didn't show us a different angle. It was just like, here he is in the room. You're going to watch someone's indecision, someone's confusion, someone's panic. And instead of being like the high tension, like just like frantic movement, it's like there are moments of stillness because you're like, I don't know what to do. Right. Because that happens. I mean, yeah. if you don't know what to do, you just stand there. And it's at like, first, uh, it makes you super uncomfortable, but then it makes it like, no, I, I would do that. Yeah. Like, and it was it's just believable. so hard to watch, but in a good way. Like, yeah. I was like, do something, please. And they let it go on for so long, but not so long that, again, I'm like bored or anything, but just so long that I was like, he should have done something by now. Yeah. <laughs> I, so it, it felt like it was in real time, which was so cool. It's, it's not, obviously, but um, it's neat. Um, also, the eyes on the camera um that they do uh the security camera gotcha 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 Uh, i'm kind of jumping around just like the movie (laughs) but i thought that was neat because in the other one again not to compare them but in the american it's very clear 
I think. Oh. Could be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But it, it felt like the eyes were like, boom, and you knew they were eyes, like, right away. You were like, oh, there they are. But in this one, they were kind of grainy, and it took a while for them yeah. to, like, come into focus. And that scared me way more. Yeah. Because I was like, ew, they're eyes. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's the realization of eyes yeah. that gets you. It's the not realize. just the being that... <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Wow. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> my eyes got huge and your eyes got huge. Mine got so big. And I was like, she's going to do it. I, <laughs> I haven't recorded in person in like a month. Oh my God, I know. Oh yeah, it's been so long. Feral. Um, I also just wrote, I hate when scary things show up under a blanket. <laughs> How many times have I lifted a blanket and been like, ah! I legit thought you were saying, I hate when scary things happen. <laughs> Babe, you're the wrong pod. <laughs> I need to stop. This is where I admit to Kate, I don't even like horror movies. This is an intervention. I'm too scared. I'm frightened of stuck. I'm frightened of stuck. But no, anytime something's under a blanket, it's that same, um, this is my domain. Yes. I'm like, I sleep here. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, something decides to lump its My way flag is planted. <laughs> you cannot. I just, because like, it's, it's the, uh, it's the, it's the feeling of like, you can't actually feel it. You can't actually see it, but you're picturing. And that's what makes it worse. Yes. It's like, whatever you picture is worse than whatever you're going to see. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, picture it's crawling. You can feel it on your legs. You can feel it up coming up your body. You can feel the breath. And I'm like, hate that. I can't get any of that from this actual movie, but they do a good job of being like, imagine it. And I don't wanna. Yeah. And so much of this film is violation of sacred spaces. Yeah. So like the home is supposed to be the safest spot. So that's why like haunted houses, mm-hmm. when it's your actual dwelling place, are right. so effective. But then it's also like in your apartment building, under your fucking sheets. It's, it's in like, your bed. In your well, elevator. In the bathroom. And she's in the in bathroom. The bathroom. That is I mean, sacred beyond all else. You can, that's where I piss. <laughs> You can't! I have a note about poop protocol. <laughs> That's the piss palace. Leave me alone. Someone bangs on the stall device and she's like, chill it. Are you hung up? I'm not breaking poop protocol. <laughs> that was so funny. But she's like, I'm oh, sorry, I hung up. And I'm like, girl, it's okay. That's your time in that yeah. stall. You do what you want. You want to be on the phone? You do it. Don't listen to the man. Don't let them keep you down. It's okay. God. Um, I don't remember why I wrote this, but at one point... Oh, <laughs> it's because I think it's Rika when she's just being absolutely fucking haunted. And she's laying in her bed with her blanket up to her chin. And there's like a haunted cat baby at her feet and the woman over her head. Uh-huh. And I was like, it's the worst sleepover ever. Like it's she got into one. bed and she went, I will sleep. And the baby went, yeah, me too. And then the girl went, uh-huh. And she's like, I ate all the onion dip. <laughs> Where does your mom keep the extra blankets? And they're just like, ah! I can't sleep. I can't sleep without the TV on. And you're like, stop it! Will it you rub my shoulders? <laughs> it was just awful! I was just, and they did such a good job of showing it kind of far away. Because yeah. she was just like, well, I hate it. Like, yep. she got a little blanket and she's like, nothing I can do. And it was like this hopeless situation of like, she was like, I would like to get off the ride. Pretty much. <laughs> you could just see it in her face, even though it was like far away of her just being like, this sucks. And yep. then both of the people on her, around her are just like, sure does. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, 
they don't have anything on their face to show that they want to be there either, but they also don't have anything to show that they don't. They're so like, they're I'm just, just here like, so I don't get fined. Pretty much. <laughs> they're like, just, I'm here. And <laughs> I think it's just so, it was funny, but it was also so scary. Um, and I said, dang, I don't think anybody survives this movie. And then I went, yeah, Nikki, that's the point. So <laughs> I had that moment as well. Right? Yeah. I literally had a moment. Let me find where it is. Uh, I said, we're 40 minutes in, and so far it's just a collection of people dying. I'm not mad. I'm just wondering what the conflict will be. Who will be the first person to be the curse breaker? How long does the death carousel go on before we get off the ride? We don't. We don't. <laughs> you don't. It is the ride. The That's movie the is ride. the ride. Um, and then uh, I said, this movie also has um, super cool reflections. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Kate's going to know this is and love it. And I loved it. I think what I loved about it is that it doesn't linger on them. And it's so subtle that if you don't see it, you just don't see it. But if you do, you're like, fuck that. Um, it happens once with a little boy. And uh-huh. It scared the shit out of yeah. me. Because, like, that door is closed. And they're, like, walking by. And there he is, just like, you know he's there. I think you're supposed to assume, obviously, because he's playing peekaboo with him, which scared the shit out of me. But he's playing peekaboo. And you're like, that kid must be there. And then there's that really quick moment of him just being in the door, like, reflection. And then they open the door and then he's gone. God, those quick flashes always fucking so get me. It was so fast. If, if I hadn't, like, if I had looked away to do my note, I wouldn't have seen it at all. Yeah. And they don't linger on it. They don't do, like, a quick music sound to give you a cue of, like, no. something's happening. It's like, you catch her or you don't. You just, that's it. And they do it again in the house with, I, th- I think, Rico. And she's looking in the mirror and she's kind of going through the stages of possibly becoming, I think, possessed. Yeah. Um, and she just walks past the mirror. And then she, like, freezes. And then she freezes. kind of comes back. And again, it's so fast. If you didn't see it, you'd be like, why is she upset? Um, and it's like, they're not important to the plot, necessarily. Like, if you miss it, you're still going to understand what's happening. But they just add so much. Because then you're mm. like, oh, they're always there. Yeah. Oh, that's that feeling yeah. of, like, they're always there. And if you miss that, it just doesn't take anything away it's just they're so scary yeah the, the old man playing peekaboo really got me that creeped me out i think because he does it so long yeah oh i was like ew and no one questions it because this yeah. is an old man who they were like oh he's he's old whatever yeah. and i think that's also because it's the same thing with the woman in the beginning yeah with all the the trash thrown around they're like no oh, she just you know that's how she is yeah and it's it's like these people aren't being questioned for these like odd behaviors and oh it's just spooky and neat i don't know yeah it's the justification kate Um, it's all justified um. (laughs) it's great (laughs) um what is this note that i wrote sorry i do the voice to text you know the scares her all kind of slow but also so visible it's very scary huh Maybe it's because it's not, like, jump scares. It, like, is really yeah, building to that scare. Like, you see the scare happening, but yes. then it keeps building the scare. I think that was what I was trying to go for. I think, specifically, I wrote that. That's one of my last notes. So I think it's when she's on the stairs. Yeah. That, I, okay, that's my scariest moment. We'll is it? There. Yeah. We'll get there. Um, But that also, again, that is in the remake as well. And, and they do linger on it, but they, they, they make it too, oh, I don't know how to explain it two special effects she's too Mm. glitchy and like weird um and i was like okay yeah it kind of takes away where is this she looks so real there's something about how real they look yeah because they we do a lot of like modern day the ghost glitching to show that Uh like they can't be constrained by our laws of physics but i think that the way it was done here was just as effective if not more because like like i said it's like shot for shot 
a remake sort of, but like the ghost, the way she's stylized is a lot different. Yeah. I think she has a lot more, I don't know, glitchiness to her. Yeah. And I, it's less scary because in this, it just looked like a woman. It just yeah. looked like a woman and like a child who were not alive and they're just always around. And they're like, this is our lot in afterlife. Yeah. They don't ever do anything that's like completely unbelievable. Like, I mean, if my friend moved down the stairs that way, I'd be worried about them. But I would be like, you're still a human. I'd also be impressed. Because that requires a lot of, like, core work and, like, dexterity. If you did that, I'd be like, Kate, (laughs) you good? Tell me who your traitor is. How do you do that? (laughs) Like, dang, she working out. Um, But, like, it's just, I don't know. It's so normal looking. But without being normal looking. I don't know how to explain that. No, I get you. I get you. Yeah, you get it. But, yeah, I don't know. And they linger on it. It's just like, look at it. (laughs) So it's this book, and it's so slow again. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> that's the best. God. Um, I think that's the end of my notes. I, I think the only thing I said was they don't really hide it, like the scares. Mm-hmm. They kind of make you see everything, and that's unusual for, like, a jump scare kind of movie. Yeah. This feels like a movie that's supposed to kind of be like a jump scare movie, but I think I'm only thinking that because that's what they did when they remade it. Yeah. Is they made it a very classic cookie-cutter jump scare film. So this just felt so different. Yeah. One of my while still being the same. Like one of my favorite things about it is that it has some jump scares yes. where it's like, oh shit, she's there. But it doesn't rely on them. No. It's like we'll use this to like pepper in the fact that I am gay. <laughs> <laughs> just pepper it. Yeah, we can't like John Mulaney anymore. I know. It's a bummer. Bummer. Uh, but we're just going to pepper in some jump scares for flavor. Right. But it's not the entire dish. There are other spices mm-hmm. where it's like there are other scares, and it's the building of dread, it's and it's like the uneasiness. Like, yeah, like you can just that's that's like the little chips and dip of the movie. You, you snack on it as you go, <laughs> the amuse bouche, uh-huh. but you snack on it. That's not your main course. No. It's so good. I don't know. I just thought it was great. So, like I said, all it took was us talking about it and like remembering what yeah. I liked about it to be like, oh, I really like this film. Yeah. Um, it is very good. <laughs> I have a few notes it. that I haven't talked about. Yes. Not very many. Because <laughs> uh, we've hit most of them. But one of my favorite things, mm-hmm. this is not sarcasm, is I really love the, like, waste no time, here are the terms of the curse. Yeah. Here are the terms and conditions, sign at the bottom. It's like, okay, cool, we know. It started at the beginning. Yeah. This is the grudge curse. Yeah. This is what it does. And you're like, okay. They don't you. keep secrets from us. No. They're very much like, this is what's happening. Yep. And I love that. So cool. Um, And then I, I have my predictions mm-hmm. that are usually wrong. Uh, in this case. I love your wild prediction. Thank you. It's like scratching inside the closet. It's probably like a mouse or a rat. I thought it would be like one of those faux cat scares. Right. And then in caps, or a whole ass cat. <laughs> the cat's just like, hey, I'm here. Uh, and then like the father has the briefcase. It looks like he's a spy with a bomb. Like it's that like big, big ass suitcase. Uh, let's see. When the father is carrying the mother's corpse, yeah, I really thought that he was going to use her corpse as a battering ram because the way he was carrying her down the hall looked like he was getting ready to charge with her body. I was like, and now she's a weapon. (laughs) Like everyone's useful. (laughs) I was like, well, you know, they're gonna use use her. I guess that's nice. Uh, One of the things that I truly, truly loved about Rika Mariko. um, uh, Hitomi was like. I'm no here. I can't help him. Like, Hitomi, when she is like, hello, security guard, there was a something in the bathroom and it frightened me. Yes. And he's like, I'm going to go look. And she's like, okay, well, I'm going to watch your progress. Right. And then she sees him getting taken and she's like, 
I can't help him. Literally. She goes, bye. She yeah. goes home. And I'm like, I have respect for that. Good for you. Because I'm like, that's how, I mean, you you died in the end anyway, and I'm right. sorry. But that's, everyone else dies by going to try to help the person that right. they have no capacity to help. She was very much like, I know my limits. She's I like, can't I, do anything I'm not here. here. Bye. And I, I respect that. Uh, and then... <laughs> This I just thought of you, and I had to tell you about this now. So I love when people are like, yeah, sure, flashing lights, it's an old building. But then there's a body under the sink. I'm like, sometimes there's a bike in the bathroom. Sometimes, sometimes there's a body under the sink. Sometimes there's a body under the sink. <laughs> the bike in the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> uh, I used to have a bike in my bathroom. Just so everyone knows, I lived in a very small apartment, and I used to just put it in the bathroom. Sometimes there is. Sometimes there's a bike <laughs> in the bathroom. Uh, <clears throat> and then... Uh, Anyone else that has seen or watched Critical Role mm-hmm. will understand this Fern Calloway quote, time is a weird soup. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just watching this. I was like, what, what is time? What's going on? What is our experience of linear, linear time? And then I was like, time is wibbly wobbly, timey wimey stuff. And then I was like, no, nah, time's a weird soup. Like there are so many ways that people have eloquently <laughs> talked about time. Right. That's the one I have. It's um, weird. But yeah, those are the bulk of my notes. Yeah. I had some about like camera angles, but we talked about it. We talked about yeah. it. Yeah. Camera angles were great. Stuff was, it was all good. Yeah. The time stuff, like, even though it does confuse me, I understand why it's necessary. And I think it's supposed to disorient yeah. you and show you the, like, how, like, like far and wide this curse spans without doing it, like, boom, 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 you know, making it kind of boring. Yeah. So I like, get it. Confuses me. Yeah. Get it. I have a lot of respect for, like, timeline fuckery yeah that isn't about like tricking you it's not about like huh you thought it's just like it's just we might have led you to believe this briefly and this isn't to say like ha we fooled you it's just to say it's more expansive than you think it is yes and i like when it's Mm -hmm. kind of like inviting someone in to see a broader range of years instead of like sucks to suck dumbass (laughs) i think okay i I take things personally is what i'm saying (laughs) I can't believe this is about to come out of my mouth. And you're going to be like, really? Last night I watched a Marvel movie. Listen, hear me out, okay? It was Shang-Chi, okay? Okay, Okay, And it was so good, and it did the thing that you're talking about where it's like it showed everything out of of order, Mm -hmm. but it didn't show you anything to trick you. It would show you one thing, but it just wouldn't show you the entire picture, and mm-hmm. then later it would, and then that context would give you, like, further yep. understanding of the story, and as it would go, you'd be like, oh, that's why that was there. Oh, that's what she said. Yep. Like, at one point, they show her say something to someone, you can't hear it because you're far away, so you're seeing the whole picture, then later you are right up close yeah. to her seeing what she says, and that's what they did in this, too, where it's like, they're not necessarily showing you anything, like, to confuse you. It's just that they're not showing you the whole picture right away. And if they are, like, it's just out of order. Yeah. But then once you get the context, you're like, oh, I understand now what's happening here. And it's almost like, it's like a delayed scare. It's yeah. like, sure, okay. And then later you get it and you go, oh, like, well, <laughs> it's I so have spooky. To reconsider some things. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's so interesting. So. And I, I have a lot of respect for that. Yeah. Um, I This is a book-related thing, not at all related to yeah. a horror film, but... Me and my sister have been talking a lot about Sarah J. Maas books. Yeah. And I recently read Crescent City, mm-hmm. and there are two books, and there are so, like, there are just so many memes about this that some of which my sister has made. I can call <laughs> her uh, Court of Linton Fury. Uh, <laughs> but uh, essentially, like, there's a certain character where every fucking 
like third chapter, someone's like, here's the thing that you didn't know about your seemingly best friend. And it's like, you could never fucking guess this. It's not like... Why would I know this? Like, It's not like I left breadcrumbs, but you didn't see it. It's like... You're just being pelted with a hunk of bread, and they're like, "You should have seen the crumbs." And it's like, "There weren't any crumbs." And you're like, "I'm sorry." And I'm like, "I'm a dumb little bitch. I'm a dumb little idiot." And so it's just like infuriating to me when they do oh like plot twists that you right. could not like. There were no breadcrumbs. There would was I nothing. Ever think of that? And so it's a Sorry. twist because we information was withheld from us. Yes, and that's my least favorite type of plot twist. It does upset me because then I'm just like. It's not a twist if, like, I can't – not figure it out. Yeah. But, like, if I can't put the pieces together and yeah. then understand it at the end yeah. and, like, oh, I should have seen that. It yeah. all makes sense now. If I can't do that, it's not a twist. It's just a lie. Yeah. There's something so satisfying. <laughs> like, getting the twist is just top tier. Mm -hmm. But – if after you watch it and then the twist happens and you look back and you say, oh, if I had put these two elements together, I yeah. could have predicted that. That's so fucking satisfying. And I think that's a good... It's so good. A well-written plot. That's what gives movies a rewatchability. Like, yes. if they're just lying to you, I don't want to watch it again because then, one, I know the twist. And also, I'm like, there's nothing for me to look for. You just didn't tell me. You just didn't tell me. Like, you didn't... And you didn't give me any clues either. You just straight up were like, we just won't say anything. Yeah. But if you and like, didn't I fool you? And it's right. Like, there was, and it's like, mm. you didn't fool me. You just straight up hid everything and then yeah. went, oh, here it is. You had a multiverse in the closet. How was I supposed to know it was there? Thank you. Like, no. It makes me mad. <laughs> yeah, I get that. That's annoying. I still love Crescent City. But yeah. I got mad. <laughs> I still love it. Uh, um, I'll still reread it. I still bought it in hardcover. <laughs> I, <still laughs> I saw it. I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and my tower of books to protect me at my chair. <laughs> I love your books. Remind me, I have a good book to tell you about. Oh my god. Um, uh, yeah, but th those are all my notes. I think I think we've hit on all the things that I liked about it. Um, Scariest moment. Yeah, I'm okay. trying to think. I mean, I think I have it. I think we might have the same one. I already spoilerized mine. So I know. Yeah. What'd you just say? Spoilerized <laughs> mine. <laughs> I don't know what words are. Did you say spoilerized? I, I sure kind of liked it. I said um, it confidently enough. I yeah, that's why that. I was like, when you said it, I went, oh, I should know this. The I'm technical so sorry. Term, <laughs> <laughs> um, we had the same one. Yeah. That's why when you said it, I went, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, they linger on it so long. It's so spooky. Because as we talked about earlier, like, they built the layout of the house so effectively that I know when we start at that weird glass indoor window right and go past the bars we're going to see the staircase with the mini landing and then the other staircase yes. and it's like what is going to be on the stairs and how soon will it be on the stairs yeah. will we get there and we have to wait for it will we get there and it's already halfway down the stairs like the way they built that was so expert that i was just like fuck they just did a great job like all of those really long like lingering shots were all on purpose like yeah. everything had a now you understand how this works now you understand why like it would take this long to get here and they did stuff in real time as well, which I think also helps because mm -hmm. then you get a not only a sense of like how it's laid out, but how long it takes to get from one part of the house to yeah. another. And then when she's crawling, it makes sense of why it takes her. You get to see her go past that glass first and it's like creepy because one, you can see her behind the glass. You can kind of see like snippets of like the very pale skin, the hair. Like why would you have an indoor window? Why right? Would you I know. Me? me personally. And why is it kind of foggy? And like, God, don't do this to me. <laughs> and then she gets on the stairs and then it's like, yeah, of course it took her that long. Like, I understand yeah. this layout now, and yeah. I hate it. It makes you wish you didn't. It's yeah. like, oh, but in a good way. You yeah. know what I mean? It, it's yeah. so fun. Yeah. So. I was good angry. Yeah. I yeah. was like, oh, you scamps. Like, oh. like <laughs> <laughs> You rascals. 
Uh, but yeah, so we had the same scare. And yeah. I, I think it, I don't know, it's just so effective. That's a, it's not the, it's not necessarily that it's the best one. I yeah. think that it's just that it, it sticks with you and you're like, oh, I hate it. Shit, yeah. No, not a jump scare, just a, gave me the creeps um and like i said they do it in the american one but it's not quite as it's too stylized for me it's it's she's less of a person they dehumanize her a little too much i think yeah um keeping her as like a person makes you one feel for her but also you're terrified of her so it's this like conflicting emotion that i think helps and when you have that like humanness and possibility to the motion you're still always on edge waiting for the moment where it becomes inhuman yes. where it becomes impossible yeah so instead of like right from go she's like glitching out of the fucking mm-hmm. space right. you're like any moment she could speed up unexpectedly right she could like bend they, her limbs in a way that is not possible so like you have the great. expectation and the fear of what could become yeah and i think sometimes it's effective. i think less is more sometimes guys <laughs> that's the lesson here uh-huh um but yeah, that's my scary moment. Throw-ups? Yeah, I'm excited. Okay. Uh, so I have, I mentioned this earlier, but anachronic order. Mm-hmm. So when it's out of space, like when right. it's out of time, not space, it's in space. Uh, so there are different ways to do it. We've talked about it before where it's like you can have the same story from different perspectives. Mm-hmm. You could have like the present storyline with the past just kind of like popping up to be like, I'm here too. Uh <laughs> So there are a lot of different ways to do it. And with this right. one, we had, like, one basic through line of Rika's story. Yeah. But we also didn't have, like, a time stamp for everything. So no. time was hard to track and hard yeah. to understand in relation. Yeah. And so you can kind of put things in order, but you can't assign them a distance <clears throat> from each other on the scale. Yeah. Um, it's another one of those movies where they have to, like, trust the audience to be like, okay, you got this. Like, <laughs> we're not going to give you everything. Yeah. You just have to, like, kind of sort it out and, Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, the next trope is anyone can die. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Looking at you, Game and they of all Thrones. did. <laughs> uh, so when I was, I read the uh, Game of Thrones books. I never finished yeah. the fifth one because I got bored of shit. But <laughs> uh, the first one, I was like, "Oh my god, Ned Stark, my love!" And then I was like, "Excuse me." I know. And then you're like, "Oh, okay." The fuck, <laughs> do you think you are George R. R. Martin? <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> so like that was the moment where i was like anyone can die and so i always think of game of thrones right when i think of this trope and it's like no one is safe not even main characters no and so watching this i had my 40 minute carousel of death and i was like who's the main character who's gonna live i'm following what's happening (laughs) everyone can die everyone will die i don't want to get invested in anyone because they're gonna go i know because at first i was like oh it's gotta be rika because she's like spunky and then i was like oh she's dead and it's the like, number fuck. of times in my notes, I'm like summarizing what's happening in the scene. It's like, and then they're presumably dead. And whenever it's Rika, she's not until yeah. the end. Right? You're like, oh, you're back, Rika. Okay. And then she's like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, I'm going to come back to this one because it's my longest trope. Okay. I want to touch on some of the like classic tropes. Yeah. Just a quick list. Uh, creepy child. <laughs> Stringy haired ghost girl. Yeah. Daylight horror. Yeah. Eerie pale-skinned brunette. <laughs> These are just descriptions. Yes. Never <laughs> found the body. Yeah. New house, new problems. <laughs> new house, new problems. Nothing is scarier. Yep, yep, yep. Room full of crazy. <laughs> Scream discretion shot. <laughs> and spooky photographs. <laughs> it's like I know what they are immediately. Uh-huh. Yep. It's still funny to yep. hear them. So those were the ones I just like grouped them as like these are just the ones that are Wait, like you know as soon as you you're know. like yeah, yeah I don't yeah. have to explain them no <laughs> they're really um, good uh, then we have the elevator snare yeah where it's like 
the chase inevitably becomes this multi-story affair where it's like, right. I have to go up the stairs or you have to go up the elevator. So you like jump into the elevator and it's like, maybe the doors close just in time. And right. it's like that tension building and that like panic of like the doors are closing. Are they going to close Ugh. soon enough? Like that's classic. Right. And so they do, but then you're going up the floors and you're like, maybe they'll be waiting at the top for me. Maybe they can oh, run up the stairs. God. Like it's like 20 floors up, I but they're a ghost. Ghost boys are fast. Ghost boys are fast. They can do whatever they want. Yeah. Oh. Physics do not define them. Uh-uh. Uh, but in this one, it's not like he's waiting like when it opens. It's that like he's right. on every single floor getting closer. Yeah. Ugh. God. Ugh. It's such a good moment. Yes. Uh, oh, dang. Okay. Sometime I'm going to go real far into ghostly goals, type A and type B. Okay. Yeah. So type A is like, I want to help you. Very Casper. Type B is, I'm going to fucking kill you for looking at me. <laughs> This is type B. Did you just look at me? <laughs> fucking kill you. Yeah. yeah. So that's type B. Yeah. We'll get into ghostly goals at yeah, some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. I want to save it. Uh, and then we have three kill tropes. Yeah. Kill them all. Uh, kill it with fire. Mm-hmm. Kill the cutie. Oh, no. Not the yeah. cutie. The I cutie. Know that one. It's always kill the cutie, break the cutie. Yeah. It's the cutie. The cutie. Okay. Now we get to the trope that I am going to spend the bulk of my time on. Okay. Apocalypse how? 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 <laughs> so uh, I really love the details on this one. And it's basically a trope that says, there's an apocalypse. Yeah. But how much apocalypse is there? Like, come on. <laughs> Just a little bit or like extra apocalypse? So there are two axes or measures. Yeah. So there's scope and severity. Mm-hmm. And scope is how many people or like the areas that yeah. it impacts. And then uh, severity, we'll get to that. So like if you want to check the menu, you'll mm-hmm. see our choices for scope. Our local area city, mm-hmm. regional, continental, planetary, stellar, galactic, universal, multiversal, oh. or omniversal. Oh my god. So I wanted to get definitions or like clarity or description or whatever for the last two because I was like, what's the difference between the multi yeah. and the omni? So the multiverse is whatever exists outside of the like core universe. Right. So like if there are like alternate dimensions or alternate universes in that verse then that's the multiversal yes omniversal is like all alternate dimensions all planes of existence (sighs) all parallel universes all possible universes yeah so omniversal is like everything we just hit the off switch on everything yeah um local areas like hey since they got hit real hard uh, our local area could actually be even smaller. It'd be like, I'm sorry, like Clintonville's Clinton, not doing like, well. Right. And then city is like, Columbus, hardly knew yet. Oh yeah. my god, geez. Regional is like, Central Ohio has seen better days. Yeah. Uh, Continental is like, <laughs> the, the Americas have had a better time. A better time? Yeah, they can bounce back. Planetary is the planet. Right. Uh, stellar is like our star system, galactic, our galaxy, universal, the universe. Right. And then multiversal, omniversal. Right. So those are the scopes yeah. that are available to us. Now let's talk severity. We've got yes. a lovely range of options. I love it. We have societal disruption. Okay. Societal collapse, oh, which no. is, as I mentioned, my retirement plan. Yes. Uh, species extinction. Oh, no. Total extinction. Physical annihilation and metaphysical annihilation. That doesn't sound good. So societal disruption is like civilization survives but it is irrevocably altered yeah so that's where a lot of our post-apocalyptic things live where it's like it will never be the way it was again yeah like there is so much that happened that we just like our way of life is different now yeah uh societal collapse is where it's like we regress centuries where it's like we had computers 
And now we have plowshares. Yeah. And not to say that plowshares aren't valuable. It's right. to say that, like, the technology no longer exists. Yeah. And so everything is at the quote-unquote pre-industrial levels. I don't right. really like that phrasing. But it's, like, we are now back to the very most basic technologies that yeah. we ever had. Uh, civilization may bounce back. <laughs> Maybe. But it's going to take centuries to get back to where we were to, like, relearn that technology. Right. And so, like, a fair number of, like, sci-fi and fantasy novels take place there. Mm-hmm. Where it's not, like, post-apocalyptic. Like, some post-apocalyptic do take place there. But, like, if you've ever read Anne McCaffrey's Dragon Riders of Pern, like, that's where the settlers went to Pern. And then, like, they had the technology to, like, travel through space. Right. But now they're, like, a society that is governed by, like, lords and, like, the surf system. Yeah. So that's, like, one example. Interesting. Then we have species extinction. And that's, like, one dominant or major species just off the map. Right. It's fucking gone. Or it's to a population so low that it could never recover. Right. Without, like, actual intervention to be like, we're going to help you. Yeah. Um, I almost said pandas. They're not, it's not, there wasn't an apocalypse for pandas. They just really don't want to fuck. <laughs> what if there was like an apocalypse, right? And everyone was like, oh my god, it's coming in the apocalypse. And it was, it was just, just horses. Oh. <laughs> like, just horses. Just, oh, no horses. What do you think would happen? I mean, that's not good for, well, hmm. Right? Hold on. See? <laughs> I like thought about this in my head yeah. and they went, what would, ha- what would happen? Okay, like- first of all, I think we'd have uh, an uprising of horse girls. Uh, no. Yeah. What would they do without, without them? Without an outlet? I don't know what they're capable of. I'm frightened to even think. Yeah. Sorry, horse girls. I'm I just, have nothing but I don't know what you would do. Girls. I'm just saying. I don't know I what don't you do without a horse. I don't know what you would do. Yeah. Because at first I was like, okay, well, horses are really, like, agriculturally important. But, like, oxen are actually more efficient, right. I think, in so, terms like, of, like, the ability to pull plows. What happens? I don't want to think about it. That's too scary sorry. for this podcast. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. How dare you? I'm sorry. How do you sleep at night? I don't think about horses very often. <laughs> So in Nikki's universe, the horses are already gone. Pretty much. I was like, what would happen? My life would be fun. (laughs) My life would change minimally. Good. (laughs) So species extinction. No more horses. Sorry. Sucks to suck. Uh, Total extinction. Mm -hmm. Nothing living exists. It just doesn't. Like, single-celled organisms, bye. Uh, Physical annihilation. Mm -hmm. The planet is no longer there. There was an Earth. Now there is dust. Are you okay? No, it just no. There is dust. It just really got me. Very <laughs> funny. I looked over. You're just like. Ugh. I was like. I was just trying to keep my composure. Stay cool. I was like, calm down. I don't let them see you laugh. <laughs> don't let the bastards let you laugh. It's me. I'm the bastards, aren't the I? Bastard. Okay, <clears throat> and then we have metaphysical annihilation. Yeah. Uh, there, the area doesn't exist in time. <laughs> like, there used to be an Earth, and now there's, was there anything there? Don't gaslight me! <laughs> <laughs> That's what that is! <laughs> I hate it! <laughs> That's terrible. I don't remember a time when there was anything there. That's It's always awful. been this way. Why? You said all of these, and I went, okay. And then this one, I was like, I actually don't like it. <laughs> Just take the horses and go. <laughs> Don't want this. <laughs> take them. Just take them, please. I don't want them anymore. 
here. So that's our severity scale. That's terrifying. What happens when you combine these two saucy wenches? <laughs> I'm glad you asked. You're welcome. <laughs> Always here for you. <laughs> I knew you wanted this. I did. <laughs> so we can get to the class scale. Yeah. All right. So this is where it gets real fun. We have 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Those are X. numbers. Got it. X2, X3, well, X4, oh. X5, Z. <laughs> Made me look like a fucking idiot. <laughs> God! I'll tell Those you are numbers. I... X, X2, X3. <laughs> fucking letter. <laughs> letter, Sarah, letters. Mm. <clears throat> All right, class zero. Did this. <laughs> Regional scale societal disruption or collapse. Yeah. So this is, uh, let's say, regions that would be central Ohio. Uh, and it's societal disruption or collapse, like, where life is just very, very different. We can't go on the way we used to, or, sorry, we need plows. That's the only way. We need, like, animal-driven plows. That's it. Do not pass go. So that's class zero. Right. That is the lowest level apocalypse. Mm -hmm. Class one is planetary scale societal disruption. Mm -hmm. It's not just the greater... Like, central Ohio area. Sorry, it's the whole planet. Oh, I know. We can't have nice things. No. Class two is planetary scale societal collapse. That's mm-hmm. where the entire planet is set back several centuries. Right. Class three has two subclasses. Oh, my God. But uh, it's a planetary scale, and it's a single dominant species extinction. So Horses. it's like, that's where horses are. Right. Yeah. And it could be cause engineered or cause natural. Did someone get rid of the horses on Me. purpose? <laughs> I Nikki. did. Uh, so that's class 3A, Nikki hates horses. I do, though. That's what it's called. <laughs> Not afraid. Horse girls, you can come for me if you want. I don't fucking care about horses. Who's scarier, horse girls or marble fans? <laughs> I think sometimes they overlap, and I don't want to <laughs> think about it. As someone who's there watched every marble movie now, I still don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to do it, but I don't yeah. like them. Don't. Amazing. I can't think about that. Class four. Okay. Planetary scale, multiple species extinction. The horses on their way out took out platypuses. I don't know. Like, they were like, we need the that, semi-aquatic this creatures This is why I don't gone. like them. <laughs> they can't. The one weird fucking creature oh, yeah. I love. One of my favorite things ever is a button that I used to have. It said, the platypus, nature's non sequitur. And I was like, <laughs> you could not be more correct. <laughs> that's true. So that's my second favorite animal. And horses took them from us. The horses did this. Anytime you lose a nice thing, just know the horses did it. And they would do it again. They would do it again. Uh, class five, planetary, all multicellular species extinction. Jesus it's Christ. Like we're down to amoeba, I think. That's all that's allowed to exist. <laughs> and then class six Water is like, bears. you can't have nice things, total extinction, nothing living on this planet. So now we got through the numbers. <laughs> Are you ready for the letters? <laughs> there were X's in there. Yeah. Class X. I hate Planetary it. scale, physical annihilation. If we return to physical annihilation, the Earth is dust. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, X2 is stellar scale, physical annihilation, so that's our star system. Mm-hmm. X3 is galactic scale, so our galaxy ceases to exist. Oh, my God. X5 is multiversal scale, physical annihilation. Oh, my God. And then class Z just really... There's a Z? There's a Z. Z is omniversal, physical, or metaphysical annihilation. I hate it. What was the universe? Where was the universe? See, I won't let you. (laughs) Can't gaslight me. (laughs) So I bring up Apocalypse How, 
Because at the end of the film, like not the last shot, but one of the last scenes, right. we see like a Tokyo suburb that's empty. We see a yeah. lot of missing persons like flyers and empty streets during the daytime. Right. And so it's like, are they, did the house get them? Did murder dad get right. everyone? It's like, is it just a, is it just not a very busy day? Or is everyone inside? But yeah, so I'm thinking that that would be a regional scale at minimum. So I think it's probably a class zero because at this time we have no indication that it's spread beyond Tokyo. So it's regional. Yeah. But it is, it also is a. It's getting there. It's an extinction of a sort. And right. so I think it's a very localized extinction. Right. So it's like, I don't know where to place this on the class scale, but it's, it's not great. I like that you did read all of them and we didn't even get past the beginning ones. So you really just put a fear in me that yeah. I I wanted you to be ready for whenever When the horses are gone. Yeah. No, I'm ready. I wanted you Waiting. to be ready. I'm just trying to help you prepare for the world, Nikki. It's a cruel world out there. I hope the horses are gone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what when this turned into me just being like, get him! I hate him. <laughs> I've never felt such disdain from no. you. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know where this came from. I think I opened something within myself I wasn't ready to see. Maybe I didn't know. Maybe the horses didn't want me to know. <laughs> Can't won't be gaslit by a horse. Not again. <laughs> God. Well. Yeah. So those are, my, it? those are my tropes. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I knew that I was going to take a long time on For the apocalypse. Yeah. And I so like I wanted to get there. God. That one was good. That one freaked me out. What was the earth? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I hate that. I was like, how dare you? <laughs> Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> it's so mean. Yeah, dang, those are good. Would you rather shut the fuck up or shut the hell up? <laughs> I'm weighing in and it's shut the fuck up. That's way better. I'm That's a shout out to JPC of Hey Riddle Riddle. <laughs> that was a Patreon exclusive. <laughs> I, oy vey. Now we have to choose a scale. We do. <laughs> See, everything in my heart is now horses. I know. I was like, <laughs> the horses? Horse apocalypse? <laughs> like... How many horse apocalypse? Someone's going to only hear the end of this and be like, I watched the whole thing and I never saw a horse. I don't think there's a single... It's like, look in the background. There's a horse when you don't expect it's it. always a... You know how everyone always says, like, you're never six feet away from a spider? Never six feet away <laughs> from a horse. <laughs> never six Or someone feet. thinking deeply about a horse and you're in the background of every photo just thinking about he horses. He six horses every year. <laughs> I don't know what to give this because now I keep thinking about horses. Um, <laughs> abandoned security guards. Oh, yep. Um, uh, sheet lumps. Sheet lumps. <laughs> sheet lumps. Um, Shit. Uh, <laughs> little boy cat screams. I mean, cat screams. God, the options are. Uh, all I have is a spy briefcase and a whole ass cat. <laughs> I want to do whole ass cat. <laughs> How many whole ass cats do you give this? Yeah, whole ass cats, pretty funny. All right, oh, so <clears throat> okay, okay, yeah, I think I know. All right, one, two, yeah, fuck yeah. All right, okay, both give it four whole yeah. ass cats. That's eight whole cats. That's eight whole ass cats. Damn, <laughs> ass cats. You're just like, ass cats. Oh god. It's not like um, an ascot. But do you like I my, mean, ass my ascot? Can you imagine someone pronounces it like that, but no one has the heart to like tell them? Uh-oh. Like, oh, should I wear my ascot tonight? And they're like, ascot. I really tied my ascot tightly tonight. <laughs> my ascot. And they're like, please say it right. 
God. All right. Sorry. We got a little off there. Um, Just now. That's the only uh, part. That's the only time. Yeah. Uh, I've given it four. Yeah. Four whole ass cats. Yeah. Um, specifically because it is really good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I feel like it could honestly be higher if I watched it again and yeah. like uh, now that I like know more about it and understand the time a little bit more, it could go to five. It's really good. Um, and I like the scares. I think they're effective and everything, like we said, it's really justified and great. Yeah. So I don't have a lot of like qualms with it really. It's just a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> I just really enjoyed this one. Yeah. I give it um, four whole ass cats yeah. for like the same reasons. The only reason I'm not giving it five, it's not like a fault. Yeah. It's just like there were a few moments where it's like when the dad is like being all phlegmy and like his scenes took me out of it mm-hmm. because I just wasn't as, as engaged with him. Yeah. But it's not like, oh God, the movie sucks. It's just like, yeah. I like this movie. I want to rewatch it because I know that there were a ton of scenes that I, I know. missed the ghost. Right. Like I missed Toshio in so many of them. I had to have. And it's like, I know because like I read things and like, remember when he was in the window? I was like, no, I do not. I do not. <laughs> I did not know the earth was there. No. Uh, the horse was laughing at me the whole time. I but no, I, I want to rewatch it. Yeah. And I want to understand more. And, like, maybe I will watch the whole fucking series. I know. It makes me want to watch, like, the rest of them. And it, it like, it's just good. And, like you said, it's not like, that I didn't enjoy it. It's just there were certain characters, like, arcs within the movie that I just, like, didn't yeah. quite, I wasn't, like, as invested in yeah. as, like, others. So it's not that I didn't like it. I was just, like okay, I want to go back and see this person now. Like, yeah. I kind of wanted to see, like, how, how's that going? Or yeah. I'm, okay, I'm okay. Like, I'm ready to move on to yeah. a new character, and I was fine with that. Yeah. Um, but it's still good. Yeah. It's like, I really did like the narrative structure, how it yeah. had those jumping, but at the same time, for the first 40 minutes, it really did just feel like a carousel, where it's yeah. like, I don't know how to be invested yet, yeah. And I don't, like, I know that this is still, like, ramping up, but it felt like a long prologue. Yeah. But... I still fucking love this movie. <laughs> I know. It's like I still really liked yeah. it. And I think if I rewatched it now without having to take notes, I could like really focus yeah. and maybe that would help. So yeah. I still think that this one is, it could go higher, but for right now, higher. four, I think for yeah. sure. So yeah. there's a minimum of eight whole ass cats. Yeah. Potentially more whole ass cats. Potentially more whole ass cats. Yeah. We never but know. For now, eight. And I think that's good. Yeah. So I'm really excited for this uh, series. This is good. I yes. like these. These are all movies that I've wanted to see. Yes. So I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah, we made like a list of like foreign language films that we wanted mm-hmm. to see. And then we like tried to pick one from like a bunch of different languages. Right. We didn't want to do the same language twice this month. Right. Like, I'm super pumped. I'm just really excited. Yeah. So this was a good one. Yeah. So all right. Our discussion of Juan the Grudge. Mm-hmm. If you enjoyed your time with us, horses and all, we would greatly appreciate if you'd rate and review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps other people find our show. It's also just cool to see what you say. Yep. And you can leave a rating and review anywhere you watch. Yeah. Watch? Listen. We have videos now. So here's the thing. No, we don't. We don't, guys. <laughs> God, you don't want to see Anywhere you right listen. Uh, <laughs> we have videos on TikTok. Yeah, you can we watch like, TikToks. I have like five videos on TikTok. <laughs> We're working on it. TikToks are hard. It takes so long. <laughs> 30. I just Relax. keep trying to add stickers and then timing it. And sometimes it deletes the entire it's thing hard. after a half hour. TikTok. <laughs> anyway you can but, watch our videos on tiktok you can listen to us anywhere yeah. and you can also, review anywhere word of mouth too so like if you like 
like this, you should tell your friends. And also, if you're like, I don't like horror movies, but you know someone who does, you know, yeah. tell them. Yeah. So that actually helps a lot. We've had yeah. some people do that, and that's how people find us, and it's really nice. Yeah. So. And my sister does not like horror yeah. films. She's very afraid, but she likes listening, so she knows what the horror films are about. Oh, yeah. We have so many people who are <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I actually don't like horror movies. Yeah. They scare me. But then they listen to this, and they're like, it's like a nice way to experience yeah. the movie without having to watch yeah. it. Yeah. It's like reading and the Wikipedia. <laughs> I feel like every time people tell me that, I'm like, I'm doing the Lord's work. Like, I know. I'm I like, like, I watch it so you don't have to. I'm like, this is validating. I took the bullet for you, Like, son. it's okay. <laughs> I'm the, like, me. That me with the soldier. <laughs> yeah. We need to make that. Watching Annabelle Creation. <laughs> I'm watching Annabelle Creation, so none of you have to do it. You're welcome. You're welcome. <sighs> you can check out our extended show notes. Yeah. On our website, justgoolwithitpod.com. You could even take a look at our Patreon at patreon.com slash justgoolwithit. We'd like to take this opportunity to thank our patrons. Kim, Kelly, Nihar, Will, Rachel, Kelsey, Sula, Tim, Beth, Kayla, Meg, Katie, Morgan, Brady, Kenny, Janice, and Brian. Woo! Woo! We love them. They're excellent. We've had just so much fun with the Simul Watches and Simul the horror watches games. Simul Watches are great. Oh, um, absolute gems. Yeah, Simul Watches is so fun. The games are great. Like, lately we've just been playing, like, weird fun games that we enjoy, and it's been so Great. Oh god, yeah. I'm just like there's no plot. It's just Kate and I being like, we're gonna shoot zombies now. Yeah. So if you ever wanna watch us, just you wanna hunt some ghosts? <laughs> hunt some ghosts. I'll scream. Oh, she does though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a good time. I love yeah. our patrons. Our intro and outro music was created by Anthony Rockazella. The cover art. It's by our very own Nikki Sabah. That horse hater? <laughs> that that Listen, you said a horse hater and I had horse hair. And I was like, your hair's not horseish. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a little bit hard. No. <laughs> I had to go, I didn't say that. And you're like, yeah, no, me neither. <laughs> I never. I would never. That's why I was so surprised. She thinks I look like a horse. <laughs> I'm not the horse behind you. <laughs> Ain't a little bit of a